From Smashing the Plateau, I'm David Schreiner-Khan with Going Solo. In this show, we discuss building your own successful business after a long career as an employed professional. What is that one song that is going to get you from a frustrated mood back to being focused? And that saves you time, energy, and gives you back your day. Today on episode 101 of Going Solo, I'm speaking with the founder of Side B Consulting, Paula White. After 30 years scaling inside sales teams, Paula launched her own consulting business using a very unique combination of skills to create transformation with her clients. Stay with us to hear all the details. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Now let's welcome Paula White. Paula is a globally recognized sales leader focused on shifting perspective through music. She's experienced in scaling inside sales teams into multi-million dollar standalone sales channels. Paula leverages her talent to bring new perspectives and a forward-thinking approach while achieving 8 to 10% compounded yearly growth and leading from a foundation of heart and mind. Her passion for inside sales has gained her experience in a variety of industries, including travel and tourism, investments, veterinary, and healthcare distribution. Paula, welcome to the show. David, thank you so much for having me. This is exciting, and I'm honored to be here with you. Well, I'm really excited to talk to you a little bit about your journey, which um, I know from uh, our previous discussion is quite exciting. Let's start off by talking a little bit about your why. So why did you transition from employee to consultant? Well, you know, great question. And we did talk about this. October 5th of last year, I had left corporate America and decided that I wanted to go out and consult on my own. And, um, you know, I was seeing challenges and things that didn't fit for me. And I needed to take some time to figure out what it was I actually wanted to do. And had you ever had your own business before this? I did not. I did not. No, I had worked in the travel industry where I would do some 1099 work, but never wanted to venture out into my own business. Right. Although 1099 work, I guess, technically is your own business for whatever income streams come that way. Right. It was just a point in my life that my kids were small and I was I was focusing on them and instead of focusing on a, building a company. Yeah, which is very different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very different. Uh, and I know from my own experience early on in my career, I had thought about doing something as an entrepreneur and really didn't know a whole lot about how to do it and ended up getting another position as an employee because it was way easier and um, would certainly provide income a lot faster than trying something where I really didn't have, um, have, have a lot of the ingredients put together to create something that would be viable quickly. Right. So how did things go in the beginning? Well, I'll be honest with you, David. Um, I think after 30 years in corporate America, I needed to sleep. <laughs> Um, you're you're not alone. Um, So many people, 30 years is a long time. And for so many people, it's a relief, particularly if they're, you know, they're elements of the routine or the structure or issues related to 
uh, control and, and those kinds of things. It's like, it's such a relief just not to have to deal with some of the, uh, I have one guest who calls toxic corporate work culture. Yeah. So, right. So when you're, when you have a break from that, yeah. Wanting to, um, just take a break from it is, um, is quite common. Right. And I think, you know, and, and to be quite frank with everyone, you and your listeners is it took me three months of sleep. I slept October, November, December, and I did not realize how unhealthy I was. And that was an interesting fact. I, I, I was a workaholic and I know a lot of people say that and it, that's what they believe, but I would get up. I would, first thing I would do is look at my phone, any emails that would come in, get to work, stay there till eight, nine, 10 o'clock at night, come home, have dinner, go to bed, wake up and start the whole process over until the, you know, until the end of the month when you could rejoice for your numbers and then start over the first of the month. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds a little bit like, um, a somewhat grueling cycle? Yeah, it's a very grueling cycle. Yeah, you're up and down and up and down and it, it's a hamster wheel. And growing and climbing the corporate ladder is fairly interesting to see in in retrospect from my eyes now and from the lens that I see it through now. And I would say if I could have seen myself at that time, I could have seen an unhealthy Paula. Mm -hmm. And why is it so interesting to look back on it now? Because when you are growing and getting promotions after promotions, the income is fabulous and the income helps, but the income gives way and almost takes away some creativity, that creative part of you. And you almost are beholden to it. And is that because you're getting confined to a particular structure? Are there are certain boxes you have to fit into? What I think it is a combination of all of, all of the above. Right, you first you have the workaholic in you, and then you're you know checking the boxes as you're climbing the cor corporate ladder, and then you start seeing yourself in a different perspective that especially in sales, David, you know, it's a month to month, week by week, day to day. Did we make it? It's a rat race every single day. And you start pushing people in ways that you don't necessarily want to push people. And I found that to happen to me about four years ago. And I lost a full team of people until I met a keynote speaker, Dwayne Cummings, and he just told me four simple words to flip the org chart so that I would work for the people that work for me, I would actually work for them. And that changed my perspective so much. I had learned how to do the PNL, the expense reports, the budgeting, all of the corporate and good resume building skills. But what I had lost is my emotional based skills. So what does it mean that you flip the org chart that you're you're working for the people who are under you in the hierarchy? Yeah. So, you know, when we look at a company, and this is the way I feel 
a company should be run. And this is the way I'm going to hope, you know, look to run my company is the customer is on top. Then your frontline people, and then your managers, then your CEOs or your senior managers, then your VPs, then your CEO is at the bottom. And is that because you want the customer to be successful? In order for the customer to be successful, the frontline workers need to be successful. And for the frontline workers to be successful, those that are, quote unquote, managing them need to help the frontline workers to be successful. Absolutely. Right. As you go up in, in management layers, the higher up you go, the more the bigger part of your job is going to be focused on helping those under you in the org chart succeed. Correct. Yeah. Absolutely. And that that is. You know, one thing that uh, I think we're missing out on right now, and it's really important to start that conversation because people, especially with COVID coming in, you know, we, we've heard a call for emotional intelligence, empathy, and that's great. But there are also other types of legacies or other types of positive emotional responses that we should encourage in our people, meaning optimistic, passionate, trustworthiness, courageous, sincerity, kindness, graciousness, all of these, all of these positive emotional based resumes are kind of where we need to be. That's what I tend to call the side B of your legacy. Right. Hence the name of your company. Correct. Side B consulting. Mm-hmm. Got it. And where do you find that many people dwell? I think uh, many people right now are all dwelling in that those traits, those resume traits and skill building. And we study them and we learn them and we those are the things that we focus on. You're talking about the non-emotional traits. That's correct. I'm okay. Sorry. Mm-hmm. The non-emotional traits. Like learning how to read a P&L, learning yeah. how to hit your numbers. Exactly. How to work a budget, how to understand the top line, bottom line of a P&L. Mm-hmm. Got it. Got it. So what does it take to actually develop your side B? Interesting for me, the way it took for me to develop that was music. And that's why I have shifting perspective through music. And that's because... That creative part of me was gone, and it wasn't until I heard the song by Otis Redding sitting on the dock of the bay that it opened my eyes and I gained clarity. And music has a way of doing that for us, David. We have dopamine reactions to music that makes us happy. It also provides clarity and focus when we're not so clear and focused. So for me, the way to tap into that emotion was through music. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how does that play out now in what you're doing and what you're planning to do with your business? So we, with the people that I've beta tested this with before, you know, in January, February, March, when I woke up from sleeping, uh-huh. <laughs> we started out with uncovering their top three songs from when they were in middle school teenage and where they are in life now and what those mean to them. And then we talk through that to get to that emotional base of what they are and what they're looking for. 
And then we start building a playlist and each playlist is curated for an individual. And what, because my song that makes me happy is not, maybe not going to be one that makes you happy. Like Shiny Happy People from R.E.M., that song I did not know was written for kindergartners to play on the night playground nice, but it became a big hit. And so we start very simple with curating a playlist and then coming down to maybe one song. What is that one song that is going to get you from a frustrated mood back to being focused? And that saves you time, energy, and gives you back your day. Fascinating. So what, what's your one song, Paula? My one song is Van Morrison, The Bright Side of the Road. I love it. Mm-hmm. It really, you know, I'm a, very optimistic in my legacy, and I love to always look at a glass, not either half full or half empty. It's always full so that you have that, always have that hope that's coming through. And so how does the, you know, when you come down, when you have your playlist or you have your one song, how do you end up using that to try to make any kind of change or transformation or whatever it is that that we're trying to do more of, better or overcome, et cetera? Right. So I have worked with the Harrison, the Harrison Assessment Group, and we have a survey. And that survey will actually survey 175 of your individual traits and interests and preferences. And that will give me a list of what somebody ten leans towards or is interest or preferred. What, what legacy do they want to walk in, right? And so once you've created that playlist, you need to think about the playlist and hear it before you go to work in the morning as you're driving in or drinking your coffee, pop in the playlist, get your mind ready and moving and your mindset clear, then have that one song prepared if somebody comes in. As we know, appointments get in corporate world, appointments get out of whack. People are pulled in eight different directions. You feel almost like an octopus trying to get your hands all over the place. And you've got eight different arms that need to be somewhere. And uh, sometimes that one song will bring it all back into focus for you. And you just need to know when, what that trigger is. And that's what we talk about. How do we, how do we find those triggers? Mm, So it's a real, it's a focusing tool. Correct. Uh, Paula, who's your ideal client? My ideal client is really aspiring leaders or anyone who really wants to understand the power of music and how it can bring back clarity, space, and creativity into their lives. Now, where I see it and what I would love to see it is in those senior leaders and CEOs that are really at the at a point where I was and that is, it's time to reflect on what am I doing? How did I get here? What are the stories that I'm going to leave behind for this team? Yeah. And I would imagine given your 
unique combination of music skill and long corporate history, you have a perspective that that could be really beneficial to people who are in um, a situation like you were, where you feel a little bit stuck. Yeah. Sometimes you feel exactly, you know, they hit it right on the point there, David. I would say there comes a point in our lives. We all will get there. And I'm sure maybe all of a lot of us have already been there as we wonder where are we? What are we doing? Are we really following our passion? And what type of legacy am I leaving? Or what is the succession planning that I'm leaving for the company or the corporation? Do you want to be remembered for numbers and goals and all of that? Those won't be remembered, but kindness with accountability will be. Yeah. And when you have used this with people, what's an example or a story of? how somebody may have been transformed. Yeah. So I have worked with an owner of um, their own company and their transformation was successful in that what success means for them. I don't define success for the customer, the client. They define it for themselves And when they feel that clarity, that focus, creativity, and being at peace with themselves and at peace where they are, that is is success for them. It's a great story. So, Paula, you've been at this now for less than a year. Yes. How do you plan to roll this out? What's your vision for your own business? Yeah. So, you know, as we talked about, building an authentic legacy, you have your side A, which are your resume building skills, and you're in all those skill sets that you need to really run a company. And then you have your side B, your emotional building skills. In July, I will be, I think, yeah, in the 1st of July, I will be doing a launch for side B consulting uh, with a new website with some different dates coming out for promotionals and playlists. And and I've even written a few songs, David, that will be shown out there and, and published. I will also have a book launched towards the end of this year. So you're going to actually be using using the music as a way to provide resources to people that may want to learn more about how you use this particular methodology. Absolutely. Um, Anyone can check on my website, contact me through my website too. But really, my methodology is clarity and focus and shifting your perspective through music and understanding that the perspective doesn't have to be what we don't like to talk about. You know, some people really don't want to talk about the feelings and all of that. And they think that that's sappy. But unfortunately, this is you know, we all as humans, I'm not going to say unfortunately, fortunately, we as humans have feelings. And those feelings are what drive not only each person, but it also drives business. Yeah, that sounds great. So Paula, if somebody wants to access any of these resources that you've just described, or go deeper with anything we've talked about and get in touch with you, where would the best place be for them to go? A couple of places. They can find me at 
on my website at www.paulaswhite.com or I have a YouTube channel, Side B, What's Your Legacy? Or LinkedIn, Paula S. White. Sounds great. Well, we we will include those links in the show notes. And I want to thank you, Paula, so much for taking the time to join us today and going solo, sharing a little bit about your own story, your own journey, and also how you have um, created this really unique methodology for learning about your side B and, and using it to really generate greater success in, in your life and your business. Right. We're hoping to rock out here, you know, and uh, change change the way people look at our senior leaders. That sounds great. Well, my guest today has been the founder of Side B Consulting, Paula White. Thank you again, Paula, for joining us. Thank you, David. When you visit the Going Solo website, you'll find a summary of each episode along with the links we mentioned on the show. Today, we learned how to empower your side B through music and much more. If you'd like to share your story on Going Solo, please get in touch with me at smashingtheplateau.com. Remember to subscribe on whatever platform you listen on and leave a review if you can. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our show. I'll see you on our next episode.